Welcome to the show. Uh, we're here. I'm trying to be a little bit more sophisticated because of the guest that we have uh, with us today. He's, uh, well, I mean, let's just, we'll, we'll just go ahead and we'll get into it. We, we, we've got a show with the uh, much esteemed, uh, very rich, um, multi-millionaire, Skyrise Excellence himself, Mr. Justin Ruiz. He's, he's with us here today. Huh? How are you doing, sir? I'm just really upset that I'm not categorized as a billionaire. Oh, yeah, no, you're not Bezos yet. No. You're not Bezos rich. <clears throat> Is he still the richest man in the world? I think it's Elon Musk. I now, think right? Musk might be. Actually, let's look it up. Richest person in the world, because you never know. Could be a lady. It's Musk. It's Musk by like a country mile. The next, That's he's 230, he's 230 billion. The Bernard Arnault family is 184, and Bezos is 162. What a loser. Damn. Yeah, I know, right? Golly, pick it up, Bezos. <sighs> no more. Oh, well, the, uh, did you ever watch the inside, the, uh, the Bo Burnham special? No. Oh, okay. He's got a song about Bezos and how Bezos is basically the richest man in the world. And, um, yeah, it's a good song. It's, uh, mm. interesting, funny. But, um, should update that to be Elon Musk. Um, Elon cool. Musk. Yeah. So, the the reason that I, I, I've got you here, uh, and the, and the, the kind of topic that we're going to, we're going to discuss today is to kill is, me. Uh, <laughs> Yes, uh, and and take all of your money. Yes. Um, yeah. No. Uh, we're going to. I, I wanted to talk about something that is. Uh, uh, I think on everyone's collective minds right now. Uh, it was, if I'm not mistaken, Monday, the Game Awards announced their uh, batch of nominees. Um, I don't want to necessarily pick your brain on who you think wins every category but I wanted to talk to you a bit about um, the uh, well just the game awards as a general rule but um, also I wanted to kind of get deep in on your kind of philosophical ideas about like what the game awards are and stuff like that so uh, we're not, should be fun we're not setting Vegas odds here yeah, no, we're we're not we're not doing a prediction show. That's well, it's been it's been really us. fun. I, I I do have to. I have way more pressing matters. <laughs> uh, no, no. So that with that said, I mean, w w let's let's talk a little bit about it. How do you how do you feel about this year's batch of uh, Game of the Word nominees? Uh, I man, if you told me the year that I was going to have a kid. That was going to be also the year that I had to play every video game, and <laughs> there would be <laughs> there would be conflicting things. <laughs> Man, this was the year to play every video game. Um, did did you see this like kind of happening? Like, because I didn't. I I knew that there were games coming out this year that I was interested in, but I didn't see this. You know what I mean? I th there were well maybe because of. No, I didn't. You're right. I didn't. Absolutely not. But there were there were games that I was excited for. 
which I didn't yeah. think would be like the let's say cat like sucking all the oxygen out of the room like I didn't see Super Mario Wonder coming out and being as amazing as it is. I didn't expect RP. I I didn't even remember. I for, totally forgot that RPG was coming out. But stuff like mm. stuff like Spider Man and 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 Tears of the Kingdom, those things obviously have their you know their fan bases and stuff. And I totally understand why people would go you know wild for those. <laughs> But like Baldur's Gate three, I always remember seeing the news on it. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. That's cool. And then eventually it was just like, hey, if you're not playing Baldur's Gate three, you don't know what video games are. Right. So I got sidelined on that one, but there were a lot of really good games. I I didn't expect Liza P to be as prolific as possible. I didn't even yeah, expect that... a lot of the indies to be as like so dynamic. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it's it's really been a, a strange year. Like, uh, I mean, many of the well, this is more of a philosophical question. But do, do you consider like Baldur's Gate three like an indie? Because technically, they are an independent studio. They they self finance the game. They self publish the game. Like, would you it, consider that them independent? Is this like a is this like the whole like triple A versus triple I kind of thing? You know, like yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, kind, kind, I, of, kind but right? like in every like when you there's a, there's a little bit of like walks like a duck, quacks like a duck kind of thing. If you think about it, in a lot of ways, it is an independent game. Maybe it doesn't have the same type of budget that something like Dave the Diver has, but it. It is it quote unquote checks all of those boxes. It's the same thing as like Remedy. Remedy is like an independent studio. They're not owned by anybody, right? So it's like they're technically independent, but those games cost a lot of money. Same yeah, thing with Baldur's yeah, Gate. For real. So for real. I, I I don't I mean look, the 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 fact of the matter is Baldur's Gate and Alan Wake should be in contention for the the best game of this year you know mm. ver versus some of these like smaller i guess when you really think about like independent like less than you know 30 people working on the game i guess uh it's so it's hot like if that's the case then there shouldn't be a best independent game category these should all be voted on as the best games of the year yeah i agree with that i i i understand exactly what you're saying like if if there is no like if you're considering like Baldur's or like Larian or Remedy like a tr like an independent studio then what's the difference between them and like two people working in their grandma's basement right I, I or like or like yeah. Sabotage like Sabotage isn't like the biggest studio in the world but they made Sea of Stars so you know what's what's the difference like Remedy is I'm sure hundreds of people, right? Like, you know, yeah. so it's, oh, yeah. it's totally different. It's a little bit of that, like, you know, like an animated movie will never win best picture, even though sometimes there are animated movies that should be in contention for best picture because they're just so damn good. I'm sure yeah. that's, that's very few and far between when that's actually happened. But like, 
they have their own category for that for animated just for that to highlight that but in this case independent doesn't seem like it's enough of that differentiating category to highlight truly what independent means because then because then Baldur's Gator Alan Wake 2 should win both categories right like, right yeah I feel you on that award sure. shows uh well yeah so i mean before we i guess get into that uh so uh how do you how do you feel about this year's batch of nominations are we are we i don't know this has been an incredible year for games but uh i mean there were some noticeable absences like i don't think that hogwarts legacy got anything i haven't played it because you know reasons but like as as a general rule, do you think that the nominations this year were were pretty good? I, given like what came out, I mean, man, it, I think it's hard to narrow it down to even six. I think yeah, this, that, I mean that's fair. I think the list should have been bigger, but I, I I don't know. Well, like Hogwarts Legacy, you know, it's funny enough. I think Dylan did a really good job of kind of surmising that where it was like, like incredibly high like starting on a high note and then just not delivering you know like just mm-hmm. and i think that that speaks volumes of why this game isn't there you barring like controversy stuff too but like seems like they just maybe never followed through i don't know it, it, it's tough like there's clearly one game on this game of the year list that one of these things is not like the other but I, I I think it's a fair list. I think it's indicative of... I, I think there's one that probably belongs on here that's not. And I know which one I would swap in place of that. Okay. What, what, which one? So, what the, so the thing I think that's missing is Starfield. I think Star... Oh, really? I think Starfield... Cap, I think it... I think that game captured a lot of people's minds i think it captured their time and 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 really gave and delivered on like the bethesda promise i think a lot of people were really impressed with starfield and i think you can you can see the numbers too like it's in the numbers right even outside of just like the artistic and creativity of of the game which i think that's kind of a i think that's a little bit of a jab and i think some of the while it sounds a lot of time being as political as possible, but while it sounds like, oh, you know, the whole fast travel thing or, you know, you, you're customizing the ship, but you can't fly it in space. Like those are a little like I get both sides of the argument, but if that's what's preventing that game from being on this list, that's a silly type of complaint. I think the thing it replaces is Resident Evil 4. <laughs> Like, yeah, I I agree. Like I I really liked Resident Evil Four. I think if I'm not mistaken, it's sitting in my top ten currently. But I don't think that that game is nearly on the level of the other games on that list. It, it's RE Four is so influential, like when it came out. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if that that in twenty in the year of our Lord twenty twenty three. 
a, a remake of this game is as influential as when it first came out because I, I just don't see you know it's 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 replicating a formula from the other Resident Evil games which were you know bar bar none fantastic like RE2 and everybody was really high on RE3 remake but is this <laughs> with two horror games quote unquote horror games with two horror games in contention for game of the year one is absolutely terrifying and one's a little more of an action adventure kind of thing yeah yeah i i was actually thinking because i was looking over the nominations right now and the best action adventure category is alan wake 2 legend of zelda tears of the kingdom marvel spider-man 2 resident evil 4 and star wars jedi survivors so like four of the five games that are in that category are four of the games that were made the the final six in game of the year is this is kind of nuts it's it's i don't know it's very strange like best action game even if you look at best action game you know and i get that i get the idea right it's like these are games that most likely don't (laughs) require like the management of an inventory system or i guess i don't know but like hi-fi rush remnant 2 ghost runner Dead Island 2, and Armored Core 6. A smattering of games that I think deserve to be highlighted this year, because they're a lot of, like, you know, there's two or three of these games on this list that are very good. So it makes a lot of sense for them to be highlighted, but to your point, like, you look at the action-adventure titles, whatever doesn't win Game of the... or whatever wins action-adventure is not going to win game of the year, I think. Yeah, I I agree. And if you I wanted, I, like, fair enough, if you wanted to highlight best action adventure and put RE4 in this cat- category, I think that's totally fine. I don't think it hangs with the, the rest of the best of the year. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. Um, I don't even know if I would put Jedi Survivor up here. I mean, it was good, but it wasn't like... I don't know. It was very much like more of the like. <laughs> spoiler alert: They give you a blaster and talking, oh, even ac- anecdotally, <laughs> talking to some people. It's like that blaster, like that stance, wasn't uh, you know, <laughs> it wasn't groundbreaking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let me let me ask you this: Are we in agreement? You do you think that Larian sweeps everything? You think that this is their year, like, or not not their year, but do you think that this is like theirs to lose? Oh boy, um, strange because I'm I'm rooting for Larian because I think there's a they have a lot going for them, and I think there's a lot to be said for Baldur's Gate three and and the surrounding circumstances of how this game came about. I think they did a lot of I think they did a lot of things right. You know, I to be fair, I didn't play Baldur's Gate 3, but hearing all the rhetoric from friends and and people out there this delivered. It really really delivered. But knowing and playing you know, four of the six that are listed for game of the year 
it's tough. I mean, it, Tears of the Kingdom, very much a a top contender. I, I think Tears of the Kingdom is great. I don't think, I, in no way is it perfect because I think it does reiterate a lot of what Breath of the Wild is. They they just expanded it in ways that I think are innovative. I think Super Mario Brothers Wonder is like is an amazing experience. That game was so much fun. Same thing with Spider-Man. Like I, I think they I think they iterated on Spider-Man in a way that like they gave us a situation where there's like less is more. They took gadgets away that were superfluous. Mm. I think they simplified some things to make it more accessible. Like we don't need like two dozen different abilities. They kind of narrowed it down to like here's your like venom powers and then here's your gadget powers. You know, mix and match whatever you want. I thought that was smart. Um, yeah. It took it took less. It it put more focus on playing the game than inventory management. Yeah, but there's that one is. on this. There's one on this list that I look at, and if it comes down to two, I know which one I'm voting. I know what direction I'm voting in. But man, Alan Wake too. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. What, what a fucking game, man. And I didn't think it was going to come down to... I, like, I think this would have been decided a long time ago, but... I mean, this game had to come out in November and, like, throw a monkey wrench into everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh... It's something else, man. It's something else. It's just so fucking um, good. It's so good. Even the, like... You end a chapter... And they roll, like, it's almost like they roll a song with no credits. And you even just yeah. want to listen to that song. It's so good. Oh, yeah. man. Did, now, did you play the first Alan Wake at all? Like, for a hot second. I really just kind okay. of only, like, watched some stuff from it and maybe picked it up for, like, a couple of seconds. I really have to go back to it. I, I jumped in head first into Control. Okay. So okay. coming off control, this is very like it, it's it's very different. Like you do not feel like a uh, a like at the end of control, you feel like a god. But mm -hmm. this yeah. is very different. But also, I I I think there's a lot of stuff that really works for this game. Control like control wise that puts it in contention for like the game of the year but mm. to your point to your earlier question does larian sweep it i think they i think it comes down to one of these situations it, it, this reminds me very much of mad max fury road mad max fury road won every other award besides best, <laughs> best picture, picture. Yeah. And, if and you, it totally fucking should have. And guess what? I would have traded every other award for that movie to win Best Picture that year. Yeah. And I think that's what ends up happening with Baldur's Gate. I think I don't think it wins, but I think all of the stuff around it... Like, like this game should be applauded for its community and its communication to its community. Yeah. They were so on top of it. They just... They never skipped a beat. They wanted feedback. They took it. They they iterated on it. Like, there's so much. Like, this is the the cursory stuff that I think like makes Baldur's Gate a great game. 
and I think it's a case study in like how you make a great game. Uh-huh. I, I just I don't like it saddled between Spider Man, Zelda, and a New York City writer who like is constantly has headaches. I don't know. This is tough. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. This isn't you know what this do you know what this year isn't? This isn't a it takes two wins kind of year. Yeah, no. For sure. This is not one of those years. Uh uh. It's not gonna come out of left field for sure. I agree with that. No no not again. One of five of these, if it wins, one of five of these would be my would be one of those like my jaw hits the floor. But if any of the other five wins I, there's no surprise. Like, if Tears of the Kingdom takes it, I, I totally understand. If Super Mario takes it, totally understand it. But if RE4 takes it, I, I think there's there's a little bit of, like... <laughs> I know it's not the case, because I, I think Keeley's better than that, but there's almost this kind of, like, you see where the check was handed off. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's uh, well. That's, that's actually, actually. I mean, that's, that's probably a good uh, a good place to go, right? Because um, I wanted to ask you about the um, about the game awards as a sort of uh, I don't know, a, like a new equivalent of of E three. Do you, do you agree with that assessment? Is it has this kind of taken the place of what E three was doing um, for so many years? There's a yes and no answer there. So, yes to showcase and premiere all of the coolest, newest thing. And and look, like, if you think about it from Keeley's perspective, like, bravo to this guy. Like, he is Mr. Video Games at this point. But, like, mm. he, he found a way to exploit the vacuum that E3 was with Summer Games Fest. And before that, he found a way to to fill the void where, like, Spike TV was trying to be, like, the de facto video game channel. He, mm-hmm. fa- he found ways to do it in, like, non-threatening and more genuine way. Like, he found to be genuine about it, even though mm-hmm. you kind of again you do kind of see like somebody described it to me once before as like you see where the money is being exchanged right like yeah he puts on this platform and he basically tells his sponsors like we will give you top billing and showcase for your newest game if you run the trailer during the game awards that doesn't mean there's any kind of like you know like a, it's a competitive game and they're like we really want evil geniuses to win the esports award this year i'm sure keely would be like nobody's watching for that reason anyway but sure uh but like i don't even think he does that right like that's not impacting any of the the decision making but i do think you you see like hey sony or microsoft or take two or rockstar you know whoever it is is looking at it and saying, "This is a really good, you know, like we there, there are a lot of people watching this thing. So, if from a marketing perspective you can get eyeballs on it, like sure, we'll run a we'll run a trailer for this, you know, f- 
free-to-play mobile game in the opening of this uh, this here game awards. But then, you know, obviously when you get through to it, like, you see a lot of the other games that get announced. It's like, holy shit. There's some real, yeah. real like, contenders that get announced. Uh, like Alan Wake uh, 2 premiered at the Game Awards uh, in, what, 2021? 2020? Yeah. Something like that. So, and then they had the big, the big showcase last year. But I, but you, you said some things that like I, I had these questions already determined that I wanted to ask you, uh, and you kind of touched on them a little bit. So I want to maybe expound upon those. And we were just talking about, <coughs> excuse me, how publishers, you know, okay, yeah, we'll we'll do this for for this game or or whatever. Like we'll put, we'll advertise our game here at that point. Um, so my, my question, my first question is, uh, how do you think that the Game Awards factors into studios' advertising budgets? Do you think that they kind of make a, uh, make a dedicated part to say, hey, we want this at the Game Awards? Um, I, I think which, when you, yeah. So did you have more to that question? Well, I was uh, maybe as a supplementary, the the adding into the second question. Do do you think that like the game awards actually adds any kind of material benefit to the the publishers and studios? Because I would I would think that if their if their advertising budgets are saying like we want to dedicate this money to the game awards, that's because the game awards advertisement there provide some sort of material benefit like they they kind of like the question i guess goes into one another the, to like the the i think the big thing that we have to look at is like the number and nobody really cares about it like at the time because it's always like a oh wow interesting you know but the, the i think the marketing teams look at it and say like that's th these are the things that we want to hear but when you hear of the there's 50,000 people watching on YouTube and there's hundreds of thousands watching on Twitch. Like it's dedicated eyes that are on this event at this time. Like you're, you're getting the awareness, you're getting the impressions. So yes, I think Keely, I think when marketers are going to Keely, I think these are the, the numbers that he's coming to them with and saying like, impression wise you're you're gonna crush it this is where you want to yeah. announce and i think yeah, i was looking at it just now last year's broadcast uh the viewership is says 103 million so. yeah that's like across and that's across youtube twitch um i don't know if they broadcast it to be quite honest i, I, don't, I don't think so i think it's I only think digital used to yeah but still regardless it's these are with the absence of E3, like it's this is one of the best ways that you can get people excited about games. I think, look, I mean, the fact of the matter is the Oscars are hosted in February after yes. all of this stuff. The Game Awards are hosted in early December, <laughs> right yeah. before the end of you know holiday shopping season. But, like, I think a lot of this ends up being like reaffirming and reiterating that games are out which helps and i think it builds mm -hmm. it builds so much buzz and awareness for for upcoming entries like you nobody would have been as excited 
Or I don't know if that's the case. I think there are certain instances where things can get announced and they ha- they hold enough weight that people will be like, oh man, this is coming out. You know, whether it's whether it's like Nintendo doing a direct that focuses squarely on Zelda or, you know, like, let's say they're doing like an Odyssey 2 or something. Like, if they were to do that, I think there's a lot of really good goodwill that they can still build up with the Nintendo fan base. I, but, like, if you think about something like Hades 2, especially mm-hmm. something like Hades 2, that's the audience that they cater to. You know, if, if, if yeah. um, what is it, Supergiant or Supermassive, one of the two, um, if they, uh, Supergiant, Supergiant, um, if they were to do something on their own, like in the middle of July or something like that, I think a lot of people would still watch. I think they would get good viewership. But are they getting the people that are interested in seeing, like, you know, how well, you know, if, if Call of Duty gets, <clears throat> you know, a big game of the year nod, you know, like, or something like that? They're not capturing all of those people in one moment. And I think yeah, the, the, I, the, I hustle, the hustle and bustle around, like, you know, even like world premiere, like all that stuff, like just heightens the, the, the situation. I mean, and and hearing, I know this is like so perfunctory, but like hearing like the audience go ape shit over something like mm-hmm. oh Hades two, and it's like that's the kind of stuff you want to hear. You want to hear people go crazy over this stuff. I think it. I think it factors in, and I think there's there are times. Look traditional advertising is changing in a lot of ways, right? There these these marketers are looking for ways to advertise, you know, whether it's connected television, whether it's banner ads, whether it's, you know, pre mid or post roll on a YouTube video. Like they're trying to get there it's it's a fierce business. So they're trying to get as many eyes on, you know, their these upcoming titles as possible. And if you have the budget, you have a lot of money you can roll a lot of those ads in a lot of different places and be effective. But if you're Hades, if you're super giant, this is your Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. You your... get your one chance to kind of like, hey, this game is coming out and it looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, I feel that. It, there's, no, there's no other way. And I think this is... I think Keeley's really smart for... for putting all of this together again in the most you could call you can call it genuine i'm sure there are a lot of other people who are like there's a lot of this that just feels a little forced like you know i I don't know i I don't even know if there are parts of it that feel forced like all of i I like the fact that they get like a full-on orchestra to do like the music behind the the nominees for best game like they put class to it they make they make me feel like it makes me feel like what i'm watching validates my like very you know my parents saying like this is a disturbing hobby that you have yeah yeah versus like me sitting there saying like no you just don't know you don't understand what art is and then they're like you don't understand what art is and i'm like fair enough you know yeah. So, uh, do you think, I mean, besides the, the obvious you, you mentioned was Christmas, right? Like, uh, obviously it takes place in 
in early December. So there's that window where, you know, uh, having these games on, on display for like awards and stuff obviously provides a material benefit for them. But like with the, with the games that are shown as sort of like the, the advertisement thing that, Hey, this is coming out next year. What do you think the material benefit is there for games to advertise uh, during the Game Awards? I think it's minimal. Is it as big as, like, E3? Yeah, I think it's minimal. Well, I don't think it's as... Like, if if you win something, I think that's one of those, like... Like, if Baldur's Gate wins, and there are people who haven't picked it up yet, I think that's one of those, like, this one game of the year, huh? Must be good. Like... I think that's kind of, and it and it bleeds over into something like January, you know, like like yeah. oh this game won, so like maybe it's worth picking up and putting into my backlog. I, I think the the I think if this show was hosted in January and it was a look forward for the remainder of the year or like the next upcoming one to two years, I don't think it really matters that much in terms of building hype. Because I think it's it's still it's still executing on what it needs to. I just I think it's I think from a early December perspective, it's it's one of those like this can help you know, like slapping that like hey we won game of the year on a banner ad. I think does say something you know like even like Oscar movies right I you know I, I relate yeah, it back to that yeah. but like or like the Grammys too it's like whoa this like that album was that good <laughs> like i guess they should probably yeah, check yeah. it out like, yeah i for sure think that there's a, a prestige element to it like if uh, if something wins any award really at the you know whether it be like one of the lower level ones or something like that i think there is like a bit of prestige that adds to like the um sort of like sales equivalent of that yeah maybe it's a minor lift who knows like i you know they're look I don't think Tears of the Kingdom is getting any more, like, copies sold. Like, I think, you know, people who own a Switch that know what Zelda is are playing that game. But, yeah, again, for, like, a Baldur's Gate or even, like, an Alan Wake, I think it's one of those situations where it's, like, if that game, like, you know, there there are people that probably sit there and say, like, I play Spider-Man and I play Call of Duty and that's it. Like if they saw Alan Wake and the, and it wins and they're like maybe this is maybe this is good, maybe this is like a yeah. Last of Us with a guy with a beard, you know? Like that's like yeah, you know. Actually, they both have beards. So now they do have both have beards. All right. So then the then my whole thing doesn't make any sense. Uh, I guess maybe then well. they'd have to then they'd be like it's a woman. So uh, I want to return to something you had maybe touched on a little bit earlier, um, and this this ties back into like just how the Game Awards kind of came to be and, and what they they kind of, kind of are in their uh, current incarnation. Do you think that there's any sort of like uh, validity to the arguments that like the awards are bought and paid for? I think the, um, I think the slots at which where certain games are announced, announced, are definitely bought and paid for. Yeah, I think I think I think that is like, 
if you're rolling the world premiere before game of the year, <laughs> like, I want to know what Keeley charges for that time slot, you know, like, yeah, or, or whatever, you know, like, whatever the economics of that, like, that inventory, that ad inventory is, um, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't think there's, like, I don't think there's somebody at Sony who's going like holding a knife to Keeley's throat and is like like, you know, this is the year that Spider Man gets it, right? Like I don't think that that's the <laughs> I don't think that's the situation. Yeah. Because I think there I think there were like well look well, let's face it, it takes two one. So um uh, yeah, right, yeah. The, the only reason I even bring it up is because there is this argument and I've seen it recently, but like um like there's a there's a disconnect between what critics think is is good and what audiences think are good, and uh, I can't remember what it was, but something came out recently that uh, the audience score was like really high and the critic score was really low, and I was thinking to myself like, you know, when we get to the game of the year, like, obviously everyone loves Tears of the Kingdom, right? And everyone seems to love Baldur's Gate, like, critics and audiences alike. But, like, let's say, like, something a little bit more maybe divisive were, were to, to be up there. And, like, say, just for instance, let's just say that Modern Warfare 3 had gotten a game of the year nod. We, we as as people who kind of like watch the industry and stuff like that we know that it's not going to win it doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell of winning but like to the general audiences that's the best game of the year because that's the only game that they play and and you know whatever so i i just wanted to know like there's an argument that people make where if they don't like the outcome of stuff obviously there was like chicanery going on you know if and i think that's the definitive evidence that i think or you know, maybe there's many reasons but if i had to point to one i think that's the one that kind of sits there and says there's there's objectivity in this and yeah. i think i think the other thing too that that helps this whole thing is there, there's portions of it that are, you know, like, look, we, you can, you and I can vote, and apparently that yeah. goes into a voting bank that that it constitutes, you know, um, like a, a weight in what gets determined as game of the year. Obviously, they go to their, you know, they go to the publications and they ask the publications what they think, and then those people have their own roundtable discussions is what they would vote for but they're like that but the but what i'm exactly explaining is like there's way more transparency i think in how they in in how they determine a lot of this stuff whereas like mm -hmm. you could probably explain a lot of like the movie one to me and i probably would sit there and say like i is that really how it works? Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or is there like a cabal of people who just like sit there and they're like, they're like the most lame and boring one wins. Like, you know, like, I don't know, like, or, you know, it's like DiCaprio shouldn't win. Like, why? It's like, because he died at the end of Titan. Like, you know, I, I don't know what it is, but 
I also don't mm. even know what would be nominated this year for best picture because I didn't really see that much. <clears throat> Actually, yeah, this Super year's Mario been a kind of weird year for movies. Um, there hasn't been anything, with the exception of like Oppenheimer and Barbie for me, there hasn't been anything that's been like immediately like, oh, this is this is a best picture type nominee. Super Mario? So, do what now? Did you see Super Mario? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, it's good. I, like, the Rainbow Road moment, like when that music kicked in, I was like basically crying in the movie theater. It was amazing. Oh my god! Uh, I was like, "This is exactly crazy. this is like what nine year old me wanted, but got you know, <laughs> uh, Dennis Hopper as Bowser and who else? Who yeah. else was in that movie? Uh, uh, John Leguizamo. Yeah, John Leguizamo. And, uh, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Uh, Bob. Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Yeah. yeah. John Leguizamo okay. should have had a part in this movie. <laughs> that would have been good. That would have been fun. That would have been fun. But yeah, anyway. So, um... I think that... I, it, yeah, anyway. The transparency aspect of it is, um... I think helps. But I think on the, on the like, who's got the biggest budget to, to say, like, we're putting their... We're putting our game as a world premiere here. I think there's totally some, like... I wouldn't call it chicanery, but I think I think Keeley sits there and and basically like picks up one phone and says like like I got Capcom on the line and they're telling me that they're willing to pay ten percent more, and then like you know he he hangs up and then you know he calls up like Take Two and he's like Capcom said they're willing to do fifteen percent more, you know like it's you know like I I bet that that's happening, and that'd be really funny if like Keeley is doing that, but. Um, like literally doing that, you know, like has like two phones in his hands. But I think that's again, like somebody told me, it's like you can see where the checks like exchanged hands because there's clearly like check out this world premiere and it's amazing. And it's also brought to you by my good friend Hideo Kojima, who still doesn't <laughs> speak English, but yet he's one of my best friends. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I think it's hilarious that Kojima has a uh, has a podcast where he speaks exclusively in Japanese, but he he like it's with like all these people who like are speaking English. I don't. It just it's very funny to me. You need to see his TikToks. Oh my god, does he do TikToks? Oh, they're amazing. Some of them are crazy. I think they're like Kojima Studios, but like when he's involved in them, it's yeah. like oh man. You could tell that that guy just wants to have fun, but like, yeah. just sometimes, it's just like, like, dude, you you got the bad guy from Casino Royale and the dude from The Walking Dead, and it's like, like the three of you have nothing in common, <laughs> right? Like nothing at all. That's hilarious. Um, okay, so I guess to get us back on track with the Game Awards, um. Do you think that there is any uh, way... Because... The... Okay. This is going to be a question that is coming from someone who, I guess, has a sort of biased opinion on the Game Awards. So take take what I'm asking, I guess, with sort of a grain of salt. The answer is Star Rail. And, and it should win everything. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
So, so the game of awards I kind of see is as something akin to the um, like MTV movie awards. I don't take it nearly as seriously as I take something like the Dice Awards, right? Like because the Dice Awards uh, to me are like the Oscars, like where it is something where people within the industry are voting on the games that came out. I'm like, leaving. They are the ones who know how games are made. I'm, I'm they... leaving at this point. How dare okay, you? Okay. <laughs> I know, right? But but they they have some sort of know-how. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, I feel like, not to, not to like, shit on these people, but, like, critics don't fucking make games. They don't know how long it takes. They don't understand all of the intricacies of the stuff. They play the games. They can tell you how a game feels... And, and and how they felt based on those feelings that the game presents them, but they're not game devs. So I hold their weight on things a little bit less. Okay. That said, all the context out of the way, do you think that there's a, a way that they could legitimize the game awards to where it has that sort of like Oscar-like status? That's a good question. I don't know. That's a really good question. Because then you look at stuff like BAFTA or like you, you brought up DICE. Like, you know, like the, you look at a lot of those awards and those are really technical and very, very, um, those are people with a lot of expertise who can split the hairs on a lot of this stuff mm. and be probably be the most objective people in the room to talk about this stuff. Yeah, but that's like it, there's a little bit of like what's more important than like the SAG Awards or the Oscars or like you know like the you know like what, what's what's the most important because yeah, the, the Oscars yeah, I definitely I, I think the Oscars have a lot of merit to you know depending on who you talk to like they still have a lot of merit they still hold a lot of weight I've been doing them for you know like a bajillion years but like i i don't know it's tough like then if that's the case then then you'd have to rip the advertising out of it right because the oscars don't yeah, run yeah. the oscars don't run like trailers for like the next marvel movies right like exactly like, they don't right, like yeah. you know it's or they, they don't even run trailers for like like the english patient too like you know they don't do that <laughs> but um I think it's I think it's tough. I think you'd have to remove that from the equation. And I think that ruins the whole like it's weird because you need the world premieres to help put the show on, but you also need the show to help put the premieres on. So like there's this weird like handshake agreement where it's like we're going to put on what we think is the most objective and appropriate conversation around the best of this art category ever for this year, but also, but also, we really want to tell you that there's another Star Wars game coming out. Like, right, you know, yeah. like they, like there's there's a lot of that to it, and I think it's 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 tough because like there's this weird blend of like it works, and I think mm-hmm. nobody nobody bats an eye at that. Nobody mm-hmm. like sits there and like rolls their eyes at the like commercialism over this i think there are people that are just genuinely happy to see there that there be like a legitimate quote-unquote legitimate award show for this 
but if you're really looking for like what's taking home the best like maybe it's the baftas maybe it's dice i don't know that's tough but i don't know if there's a way to legitimize this thing without you know <laughs> destroying it yeah yeah, yeah for, for sure for, for sure. sure unless the um, only thing i can think of it is unless there's like an independent like you know almost like museum driven or like non-profit organization that would put this on and devote, you know, like whatever sort of grant or funding towards it. But I don't think that that exists. There's no like, you know, there's no, you know, video game foreign press to like, you know, or you know, who you know, like, I, you know, I don't even know the ownership structure or something like that. But there's nobody to help fund this in a way that gives it its true objectivity, you know, mm -hmm. Or maybe that's Metacritic. Yeah, I agree. Maybe Metacritic yeah, should put yeah. on the awards and just be like, these right. are the numbers. Um, okay, uh, enjoy. Uh, good night. <laughs> yeah. Metacritic says, says that this is, is the best game of the year. year. Okay, bye. bye. Turns out it is Star Rail. <laughs> Turns <laughs> out. Cool. All right. Well, uh, I've only got one more question for you, uh, and then we can, we can wrap this up. Is it best mobile um, game? Because I think I know what's going to win. Hmm. Yeah. Can no, I just, so, by the way, can, can I just say something? I yeah. I looked at the, and I love that game. I love Star Rail. But let me tell you I something. Know, you little anime weed. Yeah. <laughs> when did I turn into Austin? Um, but I was, because I was getting really frustrated that I was not getting my, like, you know, brand new anime character to join my squad of 20 other you know, basically identical anime characters. I was getting so frustrated with it, so I looked up the, the like, odd system of getting what I need. They, with the, with the audacity that they have, <laughs> they tell you that it takes 90 rolls to ensure oh that you're God. going to get the, the pick of that month. 90! Oh, oh my God. God. That's like, I, I didn't do the math, but I was like, I was looking at it and I was like, this is easily over a hundred dollars to make oh, sure that I can get that. that character. And like I'm good. Like I don't really need like a fifth ice character, you know? Yeah. But man, I was so angry at that. And then and I finished and then I finished the dailies. So <laughs> oh, But boy. you had one more okay, question. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I had one more question. So, um, is there anything in particular that you think the the Game Awards could change that would make it both more appealing for both audiences and for the the advertisers there? <laughs> Probably more uh, Al Pacino, you know, more Pacino. Yeah, I, think so too. I you know the funny thing is, you see all of these. Like, I don't know if it's just on social media or whatever it is, but you see these people who are so into gaming and they're like these, like, quote unquote, closet gamer. I can't believe Henry Cavill is such a closet gamer. Like, <laughs> get, those, get those people to be more involved. Like, Al Pacino, like, wow, they got Al Pacino. Like, you know, he, he barely... You know, you barely knew where he was. Like he's like, where are my yeah, blood he, thinners? Like he's like eight thousand years old. Yeah, 
He has no clue. I mean, there's so many times that you could, you know, ring the cavil bell, so to speak. But, like, find these people who would champion the space. And I think give them a little bit of the floor to, to make the, the intros or, like, you know, read off nominees and winners and stuff like that. That would be fun because then at least it should, it, it legitimizes things from, like, like, yeah, Cavill's a huge Warhammer guy. Like, yeah, he, he probably would be into this. Or, um, you know, obviously, like, the, the thing that I could see this year is, like, Anya Taylor-Joy or Chris Pratt are going to announce something because of the Super Mario movie. But, like, you know, that that's something that I think could be a little bit more interesting. But, again, like, does Chris Pratt play a lot of video games? I mean, I'll ask Tani that question because I know how much he loves Chris Pratt. But yeah, um, he probably doesn't. He's too busy praying to Jesus and hunting lambs. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, or, or watching himself <laughs> on Parks and Rec. You know? yeah. Oh, you mean when he was at his best? I mean, it depends. I mean, I you know, I look. We we haven't seen his best yet to come. I saw the Garfield trailer. I mean, like. Uh, who who could do it better? You know, like not even Bill Murray, not even, not, not even Bill, Bill Murray. Murray. <laughs> but I don't like to uh, to to improve upon it. I think improvement. Here's one thing. And call me crazy. There are more Star Rail, <laughs> potentially less Star Rail. Um, four by what is this? One, three, six. There are twenty something categories. Mm. Cut them down. Like the esports stuff, okay, and they yeah, don't really. I don't know about that. I don't think that stuff needs to. Well, needs to be here's there. here's here's why I say I think it's okay because they do that thing where it's like, like here's the best esports one, and then like, and now here's the best content creator, and now here's the best athlete. Yeah. You know, like they kind of cut through them really quickly. And then I think, um, is everything all right? Yeah. I'll be done a little bit. I'm hosting a show. It's very cool. My wife thinks this is cool. Um, yeah, she should. <laughs> she should, yeah. She has no idea how rich we are. Uh, but, like, okay, best RPG, best fighting, best family, best sim strategy, best sports racing. Best multiplayer, best adaptation, most anticipate. Like, there's a lot on here that probably doesn't need. Here's here's one that I think is really stupid. Best independent game and best debut indie. What's the difference? Yeah. Like, I agree with that. I, I don't think, think that there should be two different indie categories. I think, like, look, best community support. I think that's a really important category because I think it does. Like, that's a that's a differentiating factor of the game games industry. I think you scrap best ongoing. I think you scrap oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> Does anybody have VRA anymore? Uh no. No, <laughs> they do not. I think you can combine you could probably combine action and action adventure. That gets that out of the yeah. way. I think best family and best multiplayer could probably be the same category too, even though, like, you know, best multiplayer has Diablo Four in it, and best family game and is Call a, of Duty whenever, whenever it happens. Yeah. Actually, it's not even nominated. 
Call oh, of Duty. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Um, but what I will say is best family and best multiplayer. Do they count Street Fighter as family? No. So Disney, Disney Island Illusion, uh, Illusion Island, Pikmin 4. That's all right. Sonic Superstars, Super Mario, Party Animals. It's like, I don't know. You could probably combine a lot of that stuff. But, yeah, like, less is more. Like, I think that, that works. I think best performance is, is good because I think there's enough for them to go on. I also do think, like, you can't... <laughs> Cameron Monaghan and Idris Elba against, like, Yuri Lowenthal and Ben Starr. <laughs> like, there's clearly yeah. a... Like, there's... A, there might be some acting prowess that's a little bit different than some other acting prowess. Even though Yuri Lowenthal did a fantastic job as Peter Parker. Um, I also think this Melanie Liburd or Laborde uh, shouldn't be nominated because of the way that she says Saga Anderson. <laughs> well, that's her name, bro. But she doesn't even pronounce it right. She's like, I'm Saga Anderson. Like, just like, dude, the accent's coming out. And Anderson has an R. It's not Anderson. Like, it's just very... Ugh. Though I do, very I do praise that game for having a, 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 such a, she's a, a badass lead. Yeah. Like, Wake is kind of, like, stupid in a way. Like, he's just like, I don't know what I'm writing anymore. I need to find manuscript pages. Like, Alice said we kept coffee in the, in the cabinets. I can't find it. Coffee's important. <laughs> Like it's like, like I get the writing style and it's it fits in very well. But you kind of just like, man, this guy takes things too seriously, huh? Yeah. So we're gonna spend the next yeah. five hours talking about Alan Wake, right? Yes, yes of, of course. course. That's that's, uh, that's, that's our, our next uh, spoiler cast episode. Oh my god. Um, I'm like I'm so I'm up to the wellness center. Oh yeah. It's, it's uh, about to, to get, get real good. good. Uh, you said you said something in Discord that made me you bet you're you better be right about uh, what you said. Have you played any of Alan's stuff yet? I yeah yeah yes, but also if you are saying that there's something as good if not better than the ashtray maze, you you better you better stick to those words. Because I I think I I'm telling you I I don't know if you've gotten to it yet or not. That is one of the top like five moments in video games in like the last ten years. The ashtray yeah. maze might be one of the best things. Like that's a that's a moment in history. Yep, I agree. I agree. That and the end of uh, all twenty six endings of uh, near. <laughs> <sighs> well, uh, yeah, that was a fun combo. I'm gonna get you back to your wife and baby. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll we'll end it there. But it was a good conversation. Uh, I enjoyed having you on. Um, it was alright. We'll uh, okay, good. <laughs> well, I, I won't have you on again, then, asshole. 
<laughs> you know, we needed to we needed to clear the air because I think everybody thinks that we secretly hate each other. I don't yeah. think it's true. I don't know. We secretly. I don't know why they would think that. Absolutely hate each other. I I mean we're living proof that you know people just can't get along. It's, it's true. true. So what did you think of the Madam uh, Web trailer? Of the what trailer? Madam Web. I mean, come on, you like movies, right? Oh, dude. There's. Oh my god, I could go on and on about that. There is. I'll, I'll say this. Here we go. That movie looks like ass, but the the line delivery of where she's talking about how uh, the guy met her mother while she was studying spiders in the Amazon or whatever. I fucking died. I was laughing so hard. I thought it was one of the funniest things I'd ever heard in my entire life. I guess you don't like science either, huh? Yeah. Don't, don't Unbelievable. This is how these things start. Only religion here. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're such a big Morbius fan. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. Uh, well, yeah, we'll end it there. Uh, you know all the stuff. Everyone knows all the stuff. Go to culturebop.com or culturebop. Patreon.com slash culturebop. YouTube, all that stuff. Join our Discord. Uh, yeah, go, go find our Discord, too. I'm pretty sure it's discoverable, but... Um, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to join Discord. I just create. You can join. Yeah. Now we have to start a Telegram and a Signal, and we have to. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, I'll figure it out so I can start putting in the shit for real uh, for people who uh, are interested. Um, that said, the the maybe more important part is uh, where can people find you? Uh, I know you've got a TikTok, but I don't think you've posted anything on there in a while. Uh, that's a affirmative on that one. I'm way more available on LinkedIn um, under my mm. actual name, not Skyrise Excellence. Um, but I am way more active there, uh, and you can find me there on LinkedIn. I post every Friday about the forums that we host and uh, any particular key questions that have come up that are fun, and I like to tag some of our best and brightest in those forum posts. They just had a really good conversation uh this week on web three and it was probably one of the more sobering conversations on web three where everybody was like yeah i don't know if this is gonna work and uh i think uh it sounds like there were some smart people on that call actually were some very smart people and it's uh a lot to figure out yeah for sure all right, sir. Well, this was fun. Uh, we'll do it again soon. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, until next time, everyone. <laughs>